Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Thrilled to have you with us. You can hit us on the Renewal by Anderson fan phone, 844-326-3663. And via the text line, 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. Uh, appreciate you guys so very much. Thank you for your patience as I uh, work through, apparently. Like, I don't know anybody that hasn't gotten sick during, like, the last couple of months. December, January. I- anyone listening right now, have you guys not gotten sick December or January at all? Anyone? Bueller, Fry? Uh, I thought I was the last holdout until the last four or five days. And here I am. doing my A-level best by you. All right, my friends, it is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five, the top five biggest sports stories of the day, the top five topics we are discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate, Offsiders, the top five at five starts right now. And now, the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. At number five. You know, guys, something dawned upon me today. Everyone's focused on, okay, are you hiring an offensive coach or a defensive coach? The NFL, the last 10 years, 69 new head coaches. 46 of them have been on the offensive side of the ball. Last six coaches to coach in the Super Bowl, all on the offensive side of the ball. Why? Because of the inflation of the value of the quarterback position. You got to have that position nailed down. Okay? Then, because that position is so important, if you have an offensive coach and lose your offensive coordinator, you're okay. The offensive coach is still there. But if you're a defensive coach, Sean McDermott, and you lose your offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, the Buffalo Bills have never recovered. That is a sizable issue. So I say, folks, as we look into this, and I was thinking about this today, the truly best coaches, we never think about whether they were offensive or defensive head coaches. Because 
they're actually culture builders. That's who they are. That's what they do, right? Got a clip for you to share about the candidate that I believe should get the job with the Carolina Panthers momentarily. But I asked myself, who are the best culture builders in football today? Dan Campbell, Detroit. D'Amico Ryans, Houston. John Harbaugh, Baltimore. I want you to be thinking to yourself, do I know whether this is an offensive or defensive coach, or do you not think of him like that? Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh, Kirby Smart, Dabo Sweeney. Are these offensive or defensive coaches? What they are is they're coaches. They're culture builders. You know, Dabo Sweeney is placing a bet that his culture can overcome lack of use of the transfer portal. Is John Harbaugh an offensive coach or a defensive coach? He's coached on both sides of the ball. How about Jim Harbaugh? Offensive coach or defensive coach? Who knows? I don't know. I know he's been a hell of a head coach. But you see the culture builders that create a system, create a family-type atmosphere that people, players, clamor to be a part of. They're not worried about offensive or defensive side. So to me, the best Carolina Panthers candidate is someone who's a culture builder. As I was researching this topic, and I was just looking up great football culture builders, this is a clip that came up in my Google search. This could be, and he's already interviewed, the fits for Carolina. Make the case for Raheem Morris, NFL head coach. One of the best leaders and culture builders I've ever been around. Wow. And and I was with Raheem in Tampa. Um, but this is the guy who makes your building better. He's the glue guy who brings everybody together, your equipment staff, your training staff, your PR, the building. And the guy can coach. We had national media show up to camp and like, it's like major league, like, who are who these are guys? Who are these guys? Willie Mays you know, in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah, the groundskeeper is sitting there, you know, <laughs> you know, can't say it, you know. <laughs> you know, these guys are blank, you know, and you know, it's Aaron Donald and 10 nobodies. And we come out of the gate and we shut out Seattle in the second half, holding 13 points. And you know, we've had five shutout halves this year. I think the defense finished 17th, 18th, made impact plays. Brought, I mean, Kobe Turner should win defensive rookie of the year. You know, nine sacks from an interior position, third round pick. Byron Young, number two in sacks as an outside linebacker. Both rookies, you know, unbelievable. Both rookies are starting Darian Kendrick and Rusty East at safety. I mean, Christian Roseboom. Guys, we had hopes for, but nobody's heard, sure. you know, of these guys and turn them into a unit. And Raheem Morris wins the Super Bowl, you know, nine sacks in the second half. Yep. You know, we have this year, and you're fighting to get people to interview. And you know, to me, that's just where the system, you know, is a little bit broken in in our world. And you get in a room with Raheem, and he was fortunate enough to get pretty deep with the Colts, you know, last year, but. He has a vision for how he wants to play football, how he wants to lead. So I think you you have this dynamic coach, you know, who who has learned under, not today, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Dan Quinn, Mike Tomlin, John Gruden, Monty Kiffin. I mean, Jay. I mean, like Mike Shanahan. Like he has been with the pantheon, you know, of coaches. He'll he'll go crush it. How about that, guys? I mean, I was listening to that, and in two minutes, I was sold. You want to hire an offensive coordinator? You want to hire Ben Johnson, who's a great OC, but you don't know if he's a culture builder yet? Maybe he's just a great play caller. That was North Turner. 
you got a chance to hire a culture builder right there, which is precisely and exactly what the Carolina Panthers need. You know, billionaires, by and large, unless they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth, got to be where they are because they're great decision makers. How are the Carolina Panthers where they are? You know, like Dave Tepper is a businessman, and yet nobody has consistently made worse decisions than he has. It's unbelievable. Hire a culture builder. Dave, stop having a Tepper tantrum. It's Raheem Morris. There's your guy. Next up. Four. All right. Number four. How about some Heisman Trophy odds way too early for next year? I just saw a name that makes me want to puke. Trevor Etienne, that traitor, is on the board for Heisman Trophy. Goes from Florida to Georgia. Get me out of here, man. Really? Uh, The top five. Quinn Ewers, Carson Beck, Jalen Milrow, Nico Lamalieva. Tennessee, Garrett Nussmeyer. Those are your top five other notables. Brady Cook, Missouri. Luther Burden, Missouri. Maybe Drinkwitz does it two years in a row. Connor Wagman, Texas A&M. If you had to pick a Heisman Trophy winner today, who would you say it is? If I'm picking the best player in college football... It very well might be Luther Burden heading into this year. But if I'm picking who's going to win the Heisman this season, I'll go Carson Beck. Best player, best team. Quinn Ewers, Texas, they're loaded. They're, they've got the best roster money can buy. But I still do think there's going to be some growing pains for them in the SEC this year, first time around. I'll go Carson Beck, my early Heisman Trophy pick. What say you? Next up. Three. At number three on the show today. Guys, uh, Diesel showed me something on the show today, and it didn't bother me until I saw the picture. You see, Louisiana, they're the Raging Cajuns. They're one of three teams, Diesel told me, that didn't have a mascot. So they're talking about adding a mascot. That's a Gator. And I told Diesel I don't have a problem with it until Diesel sent me a picture of it. And when he sends me a picture of it, it looks way too much like my Gators, my Florida Gators, right? Get your paws off these silky draws. And we got to talking about how we we lack creativity completely when it comes to naming our teams. You know, how many Tigers are there? How many Eagles are there? The same names over and over and over again. There are so many fierce creatures that are not named, right? Where are the rhinos? Where are the hip-hop anonymouses? Where are they? How come they're not represented by a team name? You know, I think the zebra is a beautiful animal. And it's fearsome. And it's got a lethal kick. How come... There isn't a team in Kalamazoo, Michigan, featuring the Z, the Kalamazoo Zebras. What about the Xavier Zebras? Beautiful. Play on words. Right? So, like, I don't get this. I don't understand 
why we are where why we are where we are with team names. So we've challenged you guys. All right. If there if you were to go, going to create the perfect sports team name for a team in the state of South Carolina, and we're telling you we want this team name to be inherent to our Palmetto State. We want your team name to be unique to South Carolina, to the state of South Carolina. What is your team name? Okay, that's all I ask. Because, look, not every animal has to be fierce. Oregon Ducks, Oregon State Beavers, I take that back. That's very fierce. But not every name has to be superly intimidating, right? And there's a whole host of animals, whole host of scary mother nature happenings that have never been utilized why do we all pick the same damn names i don't name your south carolina team make it inherent to our state make it unique to our state what is your team name let's hear it next up two at number two today how about what is coming up tonight kentucky at south carolina you know, who has the better record, Kentucky or South Carolina? Anybody? South Carolina. 15-3. and three. Kentucky is 14-3. and three. The line on this one tonight is Kentucky minus 5.5 points. The Gamecocks have a 38% chance to win, according to the Basketball Power Index. Um, guys, I'm going to say this to you, Okay. You win tonight, don't rush the court. You're in the SEC. You're in a big boy league, okay? You guys should act like you've been there before. You guys are off to the best start for a basketball program that you have had since 2016 and 2017. All right? Just, you know, do like Lamont Paris. Would I get the sense that Lamont Paris would be a Barry Sanders? As in, he's a hand-the-ball-to-the-official guy when he scores. That's Lamont Paris. Be a reflection of your head coach. What am I trying to say? I think you got a great shot to do the trick tonight. I watched Florida just about knock off um, Kentucky at home. I think you, the Gamecocks, could do the trick tonight. Michi Johnson, though, has got to go, my opinion, for 26 points or more. We'll see if it can happen. Tip-off coming your way. SEC Network, 7 p.m. Eastern time, just as soon as this show is over. And finally. One. All right, my friends. What are, in your opinion, the top five brands in the NFL? Top five brands. Now, if I look at, if I determine this by the value of the brand, the value of the brands are ranked as follows. Dallas, New England, Los Angeles Rams, New York Giants, Chicago Bears. All of those teams are valued between $6 billion and $9 billion. But if I'm, say, if I'm asking you based on number of fans, okay? If I'm asking you based on brand power, I think we'd get a different list, would we not? Here would be my top five. Number five, Chicago. Four, San Francisco 49ers. Three, Green Bay Packers. Two, Pittsburgh Steelers. One, 
Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, most powerful brand in the sports, in the sports. But there is no Pittsburgh, no San Francisco, no Green Bay, no Chicago to be found in the top 10 of the value of NFL franchises. Why is that? Who are your biggest NFL brands? And those are today's top five at five. Now it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-326-3663. That's on the Renewal by Anderson fan phone. You can hit us on the text line 71307 to start your text with the word fan and away you go. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I invite you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us there. We'd love to have you at the Fan Upstate on every single one. And finally, email. You guys can all email the show. Mark Ryan, that is M-A-R-C Ryan, at thefanupstate.com. All the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. Texter says, South Carolina whitetails. Love the sound of it. Texter, tell me more. Tell me a little bit more. Deer. Give me a little bit more background. It's a species there. of deer. Whitetail, right, whitetail deer, but we've they've got those everywhere, Diesel. That's true. Right? Uh, you, right? I, I do need to clarify this for you. I'm surprised uh, Gamecock fans haven't chimed in with this, Mark. Uh, you said that your mascot needs to be something that is relevant and pertinent and unique to your area. Well, Gamecocks is relevant, pertinent, and unique to the state of South Carolina. Uh, the Fighting Gamecock was a nickname given to General Thomas Sumter, a prominent South Carolina militia leader during the American Revolutionary War. So Gamecock fits very, very well. For the University of South Carolina, the question is, Jacksonville State, what's your excuse? And what, what that really means, Mark, is the push needs to be for Clemson to find something more unique and local than Tigers. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Mark. There's not a whole lot of Tigers uh, roaming around the mountains of Pickens <laughs> County. I've never seen no. one, though I do, I do know uh, that there was a guy who lived in Traveler's Rest who maybe still does and for years owned a Tiger, and he would literally put it in the back of his pickup truck like he had a special built cage built into the bed of his pickup truck, and he would drive around with a Tiger in the back of his truck, (laughs) which I think is awesome. Yeah, it's kind of cool. The Carolina Kakalakis. That's unique to our area. I'm down with that. I'm down. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, Mark, hopefully things don't go wrong for Nico Lamalieva in Tennessee, or it will be Nico I am leaving as the correct pronunciation. That's what you do these days. Things not going well, you enter the transfer portal, man. That's what we do in relationships. You leave the relationship. That's what we do in sports. You leave your team. We don't tough it out anymore. We just leave. Uh, Oculus, uh, Oculus, I don't know if I've ever disagreed with you more. He goes, Louisiana can use the gator. Just make it a red gator or whatever the primary color is. No one would confuse it then, and a red gator would be unique. A red gator doesn't exist, Oculus, and it's ours. Here's the thing, Oculus. The reason why 
It is a white alligator that's on the image. I understand you can't see the image. Just search for it. UL mascot gator. Uh, the reason for that is is because the University of Louisiana has a pond on campus that is dedicated for this purpose of being an alligator sanctuary. They have an alligator pond on campus, and I've seen photos before. They have an albino white alligator in the pond, which is cool. Like, that's that's a really cool and unique thing for a university to have. So that's why it's alligators, and that's why it's an albino alligator wearing a red Diesel. sweater. Diesel, how do, do you like that, by the way? I mean, where do you stand on this? Should they do this, or should they get their own? No, I, I, don't, like, I don't like going with an alligator. I think there's ways that you could create a Cajun man mascot. There are ways that, uh, that you could, you know, I, I was halfway joking when I suggested the Nutria as a mascot because nobody else has got a Nutria as a mascot. And uh, it looks like a it looks like a big old beaver is what it is. It's a big hairy brown beaver looking thing that lives in the swamps of Louisiana. It's an invasive species, and they're actively trying to kill this thing because it's so bad. Diesel, the sixth text message that is on the text line. How would you pronounce that South Carolina team name idea? Uh, I'll read it's it out loud. Sixth- I think this is legal. I think here's what we're going to do, Mark. I'll read the, the the first three words of this text. You read the fourth, okay? That way neither one of us can get in trouble for saying the bad thing, right? Okay, yep. so they are the SC Spank Bankers. There you go. <laughs> I think the we're South- legally protected. I think I do. I do. <laughs> and hopefully so is he. Uh, we've had team names. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. We've had a texter say uh, Michigan J. Todd says they should be the Trojans. Shouldn't they be okay. the penetrators? That, ooh, ooh. The South Carolina successionists. Uh, let's see here. The Palmetto platypuses from Hokey Chris. That is coming in on the show today. The Mount Pleasant Palmetto bugs. That is damn scary. As a matter of fact, I would rather have a tiger in my home than a whole host of those things. Okay, really. I'm being totally honest with you. South Carolina whitetails, Carolina swamp foxes. Um, Tomorrow on the show, I'm going to share with you which one of these was my favorite one. Okay, but we want a team name that is unique, unique to the state of South Carolina and inherent to this area. This is not hard to do, you know? And yet, for whatever reason... Everybody just picks team names that everyone else has already taken. You know, like hippos. I I remember seeing the list of like, you know, animals that kill people every year. And like the mosquito, which I realize it's an insect, is number one. And I think the snake is number two. We don't have team names called the snakes, do we? You know, the sycamore snakes or something like that. I mean, that's that's a great name. Why, Why not? And then... Hippopotamus is up there as well. Hippos ravage people, okay? And I don't, I don't mean that in an entertaining way. And so it's like this is a very vicious, temperamental ad- animal. Why has no one taken it? The hippos, man. Let's roll with it. The South Carolina Palms, the Duncan Ditch Kitchens. 
Carolina Carpetbaggers. Uh, Texter says there's so many options for Louisiana. The Nutria, the Crawfish, the Wild Hogs, the Beignets. They can't be the Wild be the Hogs because there's already the Razorbacks in Arkansas. Yeah, that's true. But the Beignets. You know, I mean, how do you how do you anthropomorphize a beignet? Like, how do you make that a mascot? They already have a chili pepper, which makes more sense as the Ragin' Cajuns. Clemson Cottonmouths, Spartanburg Sasquatches. There's Sasquatches here, brother. I can come over to your house tonight, see a Sasquatch. Go down to Blue Ridge, Georgia and, and go to the Sasquatch Museum. There's not a better way to waste about 20 bucks in 30 minutes of your life. Trust me. <laughs> You've done it? Yeah. Why did you do it? Because <laughs> we've been down to Blue Ridge several times. Ashley's aunt and uncle own a cabin in Blue Ridge. And we've driven past this thing multiple times. And we're all every time we're like, nah, that's stupid. We're not going to go into a Sasquatch museum. And then we're like, you know what? Kind of want to go into this Sasquatch museum. And <laughs> And you walk in, and Mark, there, there's a Sasquatch research station that is literally a desk lamp and a laptop computer just sitting in the corner. Are you kidding me? There's Among no other museum? things. I mean, it's a much bigger oh. museum. That's just one part of it. Oh, God. You got rooked, son. You got rooked. And I don't feel sorry no, for No, it's a lot you of fun. It really is. Okay. So I'll take your word for it, pal. Uh, up next, despite all odds, this NFL predictor has remained unbeaten. My name is Mark Ryan, and he is Diesel. And this is Offsides, the fan upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Awesome to have you guys with us. Names continue to roll in. I mean, there is no explanation, right, for why, like, everybody picks the same damn team name. And yet we leave out so many valid animals. An ostrich can do more damage to you than a duck, yet we don't have the ostrich. We do have the ducks. Explain that. I genuinely want to know. Why Eastern Michigan University's mascot is not the emu. Oh, oh, Diesel, that's brilliant. They'd be the EMU emu. Oh, that is brilliant. I guess maybe it's because you don't want to be known as a laughingstock university by picking something 
cheesy. You know, I, I, I get that it sounds cool to say the zebras, the Xavier zebras, or the emu emus, but you, you know, like this is not minor league baseball where it's you're supposed to be a little goofy to attract people to buy your merch. Like I think they want to be taken a little more seriously. That that has to be the main reason, right? Because like bulldog sounds tough, even though a hundred school a hundred different schools have a bulldog as a mascot. Like there's a reason why they're the bulldogs and not the you know miniature pinchers. <laughs> uh, the Chihuahuas, the Marquette yeah, I, I, mini pens. Like they don't want to yeah. be that. No, no. How about the Princeton Pocket Poodles, Diesel? I've never, never, <laughs> never, never, never heard that name either. Let's make it happen, my friends. Let's make it happen. So, guys, um, this is a crazy stat. All right, absolutely mind-bogglingly crazy. Sixteen of the last eighteen seasons, National Football League. There have been um, five new playoff teams. Now, that was the case when we had 12 playoff teams in each conference. Okay? That is a turnover rate of 42%. Now that we have 14 playoff teams, we've gone from 12 to 14, we're now saying that there are exactly six new playoff teams every single year. That is a 43% turnover rate. If you worked in an industry that had that level of turnover, you would quit, right? You see why coaching is this profession that drives everybody mad. So it, this is interesting to me, and I, try, I remember a year ago, I tried to do this exercise, and I said to myself, nope, not going to happen, not going to do it. 2023 is going to be the year where there are not six new playoff teams. I can't figure out who they are. I can, like, there's, there's just going to be three or four new playoff teams this year. Guess what? Yet again, six new playoff teams. It's unfreaking believable. Okay? If you're bored tonight, or if you have a little mental break at work tomorrow and have 10 to 15 minutes, like, go through 2024, the NFL, and, and write down the teams that just made the playoffs, figure out which six are not going to make the playoffs next year and who the six new teams are going to be that get in. Maybe better to do this after the draft in free agency, right? Like um, the month of May, we know the schedules, we know the teams, we know who's been drafted, we know who's been signed. But guys, new playoff teams this year, okay? Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Houston. Three new playoff teams in the AFC this year round. Three new playoff teams in the NFC. Detroit, Green Bay, and the Los Angeles Rams. Three new in the AFC, three new in the NFC. Amazing, right? Now, of those, six, one remains. There, you could say, well, you know, you... The NFL is a sport where you got to build to greatness. If they weren't in the playoffs in 2022, they're clearly trying to build something to grow on their way up. But Detroit has now skipped a couple steps. Detroit has managed to do something that Dallas did not do. Um, Dallas hasn't done this millennium. Dallas hasn't done in the 21st century. Win two games 
in the same postseason. That's why I say America's team plays in the Motor City. And Big D now stands for Detroit. One, two playoff games, conference championship game participants. Here they are. So it doesn't surprise you, right, that Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Houston are in. Detroit, Green Bay, and Los Angeles Rams were in. doesn't surprise you because you've been following these stories as they go along. What would shock you, right, is if I rewound back to how we felt in September and I said, these teams are not going to make the playoffs. Ready. Justin Herbert's flavor of the month, Los Angeles Chargers, not going to be in. Jacksonville Jaguars made the playoffs last year, made the final eight last year, won a playoff game last year, playing in the worst division in the last 10 years. Not just this year, the last 10 years. The AFC way down south. The Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow's team is not going to be in the playoffs, really? Over in the NFC, New York Giants, easier to see. Uh, Daniel Jones was like a Chubba tub-thumping. One-hit wonder, right? Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, one-hit wonder. Kind of feels like that. Minnesota, to me, was my pick before the year. Every year there's a team that was great that falls off a map. Before the year, that my pick was Minnesota. Why? Because they won nine one-score games last year. You know, like you would speak to people who are analytically involved, and they would tell you if they played the season over again, they would win more like nine or ten games, never 13 ever again. And then you had Seattle make the playoffs last year, not make the playoffs this year. How? Why did that happen? Well, it it didn't happen uh, because Geno Smith was not quite as good this year as he was a season ago. Last year, last year he was a find. This year he was kind of typical Geno Smith. So, my friends, the challenge is issued. The challenge is yours. All right? You now know. Because 16 of the last 18 years before we went to 14 teams, when we had 12 teams, there were five new playoff teams every year. When we went to 14 playoff teams, there were six new playoff teams. Okay, and I'm curious as to who you think the six newbies are going to be. Now, to be fair, to be honest, I'm going to withhold my new teams until I see free agency, until I see the draft, until I observe the trades that happen. But if I had to pick six teams that made the playoffs now that are not going to make it this next year, what would I say? What would you say? You got to pick six that made it that are not going to be in. I'll go the Rams, Los Angeles Rams. Why? Matt Stafford is collecting uh, the senior citizen discount right now. I'll go Tampa Bay. Why? I need to see that Tampa Bay can do this consistently. All right? The Tampa Bay South was almost as bad as the AFC South, the NFC South. Almost as bad as the AFC South. How do I know the Bucks weren't just the team that the blender spit out? Philadelphia, I'm going to go with Philadelphia to miss the playoffs. They ended the season losing six of their last seven games. Nick Sirianni has apparently lost the locker room. So there's my three NFC teams. In the AFC, 
I don't know, man. I believe the roster in Pittsburgh doesn't believe they can win with their quarterback situation. So I'm not necessarily picking Mike Tomlin to have a losing season because he never does, but I'll pick them out of the playoffs. Um, Cleveland, somewhat caught lightning in a bottle this year. Um, I, I don't know why, just lack of consistency because they're the Browns. I'll leave them out. And then I needed one more. I needed one more team to miss the playoffs next season. And this was the hardest one for me. I mean, go through the playoff teams that made it this year. Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Houston, Kansas City, Dallas, Philadelphia, Detroit, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Los Angeles Rams. Who do you know is going to be in the playoffs next year? You know Buffalo is going to be there, right? You know Baltimore is going to be there. Kansas City is going to be there. You think because their jobs are on the line, Dallas is going to be there. You know Detroit is going to be there. Green Bay, this is the worst Green Bay we're going to see. That was this year. They already made the playoffs. They're going to be back. You know, San Francisco is going to make the playoffs. How do you come up with that sixth team that made it that now is going to miss? I'm going to go Miami Dolphins. i I got to be honest with you guys. I don't have a great reason. Had the, uh, had the league's number one offense. If they have to play on the road in the cold, you know, you can study the geography dolphins don't love cold weather they really don't don't love cold water so um you know they were really banged up with injuries this year um i don't have a great reason other than that i know the history the inconsistent history of the miami dolphins franchise so if you said to me mark the six teams that that made it this year that will fail to do so next year cleveland miami pittsburgh philadelphia Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams. Who are yours? All right. Diesel and I play a Tuesday tradition that is known as our top five. And that is next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. And we are the Fan Upstate. So my favorite pizza all right is called (laughs) i can hear my my cardiologist mark you have a cardiologist yeah i can hear my cardiologist uh yelling at me for this it's called the heart stopper (laughs) and it's at side street side street it's a great name for a pizza it's my favorite pizza diesel by a country mile it is the best pizza that I've had since I've been here. And, of course, it was recommended to me by our audience. And it's freaking great. I want to say maybe it was Dan Kruver, the J.R.R. Tolkien guy, um, recommended it to me. And it, it's my favorite one. The problem is Tryon is like almost an hour away from where I live. But whenever we visit Angela's mom, who lives in like the northern more rural part of Greer, uh, it's only a 20-minute drive from her place, right? So I rock the Heartstopper. Guys, each and every week at this time, Diesel and I do a Mark and Diesel's Top 5, okay? We pick a topic, and then we share with you our Top 5 from those very things. We have done Top 5 movies. We, Diesel, we got to keep track of the categories that we've done here. We have done top five movies. 
We have done top five <laughs> most attractive cheerleaders. Childhood crushes. Right? We have done childhood crushes. That's right. We have done childhood crushes. And this, I think, is the fourth iteration. All right. This week's top five, without further ado, is very simply a language that we all can speak. Pizza topics. Top five all-time pizza toppings. Now, I'll have you guys know that I have a very unique opinion on this. Okay? Pineapple ruins a pizza. Absolutely ruins it. It is garbage. These are flavors that should not be mixed together. Pineapples on pizza goes as well as ketchup on ice cream. It just is awful. My wife loves it. I don't understand it. My wife also doesn't love cheese and donuts. She actually hates donuts. I don't understand how this ever worked between us, but somehow it does. She hates donuts. Hates them. Like, literally hates them. Uh, she, I've seen her have a gag reflex from a donut diesel. All right? So realize, ladies and gentlemen, okay, that I've got a little bit, you know, there, there's been some, some disagreements in the Ryan household about this stuff. My firm belief is everything that should be added to the top of a pizza is bad for your health. I don't want any greens on my pizza. I don't want any peppers on my pizza. Get your stinking broccoli off my pizza, you nerds. I don't want your white pizza. I mean, it's nerds, all of you, okay? I don't want your vegan pizza. I don't want any of this crap, all right? What, the only thing that makes a pizza better than it is naturally is everything that's bad for you, all right? Period. So let me tell you what my top five pizza toppings are, all right? These top five should be adopted by you immediately. Number five, Diesel, Parmesan cheese. Now, any good pizza place has the red pepper flakes and the Parmesan cheese next to it. It adds a texture to the pizza that must be there. It must be there. It's the biggest advantage of having your pizza at the shop as opposed to taking it home. You got to layer the Parmesan cheese on on top. Then number four for me, I've got bacon. Number three for me. Is that all types of bacon or is that American bacon or Canadian bacon? American bacon. Okay, okay. good. Uh, I got bacon four. I got pepperoni three. I have got diesel. This is such a gorgeous fit on pizza. Ham. And for whatever reason, it's not one of our most popular toppings. You know, we do pepperoni, we do sausage, we do stinking mushrooms. Like, it'll be the first of never when I ask you to put fungus on anything that I put in my mouth. Okay? Yeah, I'd like some fungus, please. Pizza, can you top it with fungus? No chance. No chance. (laughs) Ham number two. Diesel, it's got to be Italian sausage number one. By the way, what is on the Heartstopper pizza? Here you go. The Heartstopper pizza features extra cheese, bacon, ham, Italian sausage, beef, and pepperoni. Dear God, that sounds incredible. <laughs> it, it is the Heartstopper diesel, yeah. and it is incredible. 
one day I'll bring one to the uh, to the studio, <laughs> and uh, we can we can pound that bad boy together. Dude. I, so hopefully we don't die before the show's done. I will I will specifically order anything on the menu that reads like it's going to be bad for my heart. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you on the heart stopper. Now there's a there's a chain of steamed uh, steamed breakfast sandwich restaurants in the upstate sully steamers they put everything on a bagel and they steam it they have something mark called a meat chimney and it's the best thing on the menu by far um but also when you compare that from to bring it back to the pizza world there's uh there's another chain of of restaurants pizza restaurants that has something called a mighty meaty and it is literally a pile of meat on top of a pizza uh, and it it can't get any better than that, the mighty meaty pizza. Who but, has that? Who um, has that one? That one is, um, God, what's the name of that restaurant? That's, um, uh, gosh, there's one downtown Greenville. I'm blanking on it. I haven't been there in so long. Okay, uh, help us out. Help us out, Offsiders. The mighty meaty. Where do you get the mighty meaty? What do you say? Oh, that's uh, uh, oh god! How can I not think of the uh, um, mellow mushroom? Mellow mushroom. It's a mellow mushroom. Okay, there you uh, go. Which I know you wouldn't like, just because it's got mushroom in the title, and you're like, I don't eat fungus. But no, no I like mellow mushroom. I just don't order any of that fungus, Steve. I understand. I understand. Now, I uh, for my top five, you know, obviously, I assume that a good sauce and a, and a copious amount of cheese is already on it. That's a that's a given. If you don't have sauce and cheese. You don't have a pizza. I think that is the minimum requirement to even have a pizza. So um, number five on my list is a veggie. It's sun-dried tomatoes. You sun-dry them, you get that extra little bite to them that's just better than a than a sliced or a chunked tomato. So give me those sun-dried tomatoes on my pizza. That's the only thing that, that is going to be healthy on this thing for the rest of the way. Uh, number four on my list is regular bacon. Regular bacon is 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 a staple if it doesn't have it, it feels like it's lacking. Number three is Canadian bacon, which is basically just thin sliced ham that's sliced thin and, and then cut down into small enough pieces that the edges will sort of crisp up. Like, like remember when you were a kid when you would, when you would like fry bologna in a microwave and the edges would crisp up just a little bit? That's what Canadian bacon is, and it's fantastic. Number three is Italian sausage, and number two is pepperoni. Don't even bother bringing me a pizza if it doesn't have either pepperoni or Italian sausage on it. Best thing to do is just err on the side of caution. Bring me both. Diesel, your last one that you mentioned was number two. You said number three and number two. What's number one? It was pepperoni and sausage. Pepperoni and Italian sausage. So so Italian sausage was two. Pepperoni was one. So I have, let's test the memory here. Tomato flakes. Sun-dried tomatoes. Uh, red, uh, red tomato. Sun-dried, sun-dried tomatoes. tomatoes. Okay. Regular bacon, Canadian bacon, Italian sausage, and pepperoni. Yep. You nailed Gosh, it. Gosh, man. You, listen, listen. Uh, you got to stop cheating off my paper, man. <laughs> um, true story. <laughs> Natalie, Natalie Portman cheated off my cousin's paper at Harvard, and then she does a skit at, on uh, Saturday Night Live talking about how she cheated at Harvard. And I'm like, yeah, one of them was my cousin. Um, So anyway, Diesel, you and I have an accoutrement. I have Parmesan cheese. You have sun-dried tomatoes. We both have bacon. We both have ham. You you called your ham Canadian bacon. 
we both have pepperoni, and we both have Italian sausage, and therefore we both agree that the Heartstopper Pizza at Side Street Pizza in Tryon that features extra cheese, bacon, ham, Italian sausage, beef, and pepperoni has got to be the goat of all pizzas anywhere. Now, I'm not— Here I am sick as can be. I'm not super, super, super keen on putting, like, ground beef on a pizza. It's, It's not bad. It's just it feels like an incorrect flavor profile. Like, you remember when people were trying to make, like, cheeseburger pizza a thing? Get out of here with that. If I want to eat a cheeseburger, I want to eat a cheeseburger. I'm not going to eat a cheeseburger on a pizza. That's dumb, okay? So, um, now the only thing that I would add, Mark, that I didn't add to mine is fresh mozz. Fresh mozzarella sliced down into into the little medallions. That's the only thing that I would add additionally to my pizza that I didn't already. All right, Diesel. Now, um, I know we got to keep this short, but what, what topping ruins a pizza? Okay, I shared one of mine with you. I have one other. What is yours? Oh, a topping that ruins ruins a pie. Um, don't. Are you against pineapple? Like pineapple blows. I no, I don't like pineapple on a pizza. Like it's, it's not. It's just wrong. Okay, it's just wrong. Don't put pineapple on a pizza. Um, I think, I think anything that, um, anything that belongs in a salad does not belong on a pizza. So I think you said, like, earlier you were running through a laundry list. Like, people who try to put broccoli on a pizza, get out of here with with salad veggies. Get out of here with salad veggies on a pizza. Hey, the only way broccoli is tolerable at all is if you put either cheese or ranch dressing on it, okay? It's the only way it makes that that horrible, horrible food tolerable. There is only one topping on a pizza that is worse than pineapple. It's olives. Good gosh, guys. You'll live? I'll live? No, I died eating this. It is awful. It tastes like rot- something rotted in your trash can. You know, and an olive is so pungent. It stings the nostrils to such a damn degree that they put them underneath the cheese so you can't see that they're there. It ruins the bite of food. Now, I don't like tomatoes. I don't like zucchini. I don't like squash. That should be squashed. But, like, if you mix it in with other stuff, I don't realize that I'm eating it. An olive destroys any bite of food that you just had. It is so nasty. It is, uh, please cut the crap with the olives. I don't live, I die. The 6 o'clock hour is coming your way next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.